Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You know what I discovered? Mm-hmm. Go fish doesn't work well on Skype. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks Podcast over here on the Los Angeles side is me, Stephen Vargas, and over there in Phoenix, Arizona, um, is Adam, a motherfucking Riley. I mean, you can kiss my ass with that fucking under the breath shit. <laughs> Keep it real in, in Phoenix, man. You better watch your mouth. <laughs> well, is this shit about to get too real? Shit's about to get real? Shit's about to get real. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we actually have a pretty much a jam-packed show for you today, um, which is rare in a lot of occasions because we're always trying. Like, how can we stretch this shit out? And uh, and uh, I'm gonna talk about this for like 20 minutes. <laughs> you know what? I need to get a computer case, so let's let's stretch that for about 20, and then yeah. realize that 40 minutes of it was actually before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so really quick, uh, I saw the Wolverine this week, um, dug it, I dug it, there was, I mean, it, uh, I don't think we'll, to, to the real brief review that I could give from it, it will, we will never get a real Wolverine movie, like the Wolverine movie we all expect, because it won't be rated R, it'll be just like a Deadpool movie we will never get, because it won't be rated R, um, uh, there was a lot of, you could tell the way it was cut was PG 13. So you didn't really get to see the shink into anything. Um, kind of a lot of bloodless violence. Um, but, uh, there was one character. I said this in my review. Oh yeah. And if you want to read my full review, you can go to lazygeeks.com and read my full review. Um, but there was a guy whose character I thought was just as pointless as Matthew Modine's in the dark Knight rises. Didn't so made no damn sense. Yeah, he didn't really need to be there. And um, you could have just made him nameless dude and everything would have been fine. But they tried to work him into the plot and it just really just was kind of pointless. But um, overall was cool. And definitely stick around for the mid credit sequence because that shit made the movie worthwhile. It really did. Like, 
geek boys jizzed all over the place. It was that. <gasps> yeah, pretty much. I fucking geeked out there. That was that was pretty. That was pretty intense. So well, you you finally saw a movie. Another one. Was that I two in a year? Two in a year? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, asshole. Because some of us are busy working for a fucking living. <laughs> all right. Shit. I'm really cheap. I just don't like going to the movies. Um, no, I uh, I went and saw. So this is a situation. Like I was at work and I had to go to a morning meeting, but I didn't work till the afternoon and I had no ride home. So I'm like, fuck this. I ain't sitting here for five hours. So I went to the movie theater across the street and I saw. That's convenience. Right? Yeah. And I saw This is the End. How was Seth that? Seth Rogen movie. You know what? This I enjoyed the movie. I laughed my ass off. I was also the only one in the theater, which was kind of nice. <laughs> um, if you if you don't know how a Seth Rogen movie plays out, <laughs> which you should, if you're not into drug references, drug reference jokes, um, insult humor, a lot of dick jokes, just a lo- an excessive amount. If those things, any of those things, make you uncomfortable or you don't think they're funny, then don't go see that movie. Because yeah. the only people that are really hating on it are hating on those three things. <laughs> and I'm going. Did you not know who directed the film? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's like it's there's different types of entertainment for different types of people. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, you don't. But um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought the whole – the idea of it was pretty original too. Like I thought it was an original idea. It wasn't something that I've seen before. Right. So I like how all the actors were playing just like over-the-top versions of themselves. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I, th- I think I see in the trailer where Danny McBride goes, "The Lakers could have won the championship for all we know." <laughs> yeah, Danny McBride's a trip in that movie. So friggin', I'll say one thing. This isn't much of a spoiler. Um, the the house that they're in, McBride can hear like everything, <laughs> and and he's kind of like obviously the douchebag. He's kind of a douchebag. So people are talking shit. You know, so um, <laughs> there's like two times that you see him in a corner listening, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, this motherfucker hears everything. Like he's, he's just listening to everybody. And the third time he's listening and he's like peeking his head over a corner and he goes, he actually whispers to no one, I hear everything. And it just fades off to the side. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> the shit was so funny. Well, you there's got a lot. I, of, oh, go ahead. No, there's just a lot of parts of that movie that are really funny. And there's a lot of parts that are just stupid, but that you still go, psst, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you know, it's like your your friends are yeah, goofing yeah. off or something like that. Well, that's it's like, I mean, with that cast, I'm like, how can you not know what the movie's going to be like? Yeah. You know, so. James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, tons of cameos in the beginning, too. Tons. From people you might not expect, too, which was kind of <laughs> dope. Um, uh, President Obama was in that. I was fucking around, um, but not really. <laughs> it was Clinton. It was Clinton. It was Clinton. And, and we, of course, we all expect people. that. Yeah, we expect that. You know, he was fucking. He was fucking did I, too. Did I hear some ladies are in here? <laughs> I hear some ladies in here tonight. We have my baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I can't do his voice. I know. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so, Lotro. Oh, yeah, so, um, well, this is the thing, like, Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online, I used to play all the time, and it never ran all that great, I had to play it on low, now I got this new graphics card, I was like, oh, oh shit, that's you know, let me, why. That's why. So let me, let me peep this out real quick, and it looked amazing, 
and that's not the whole reason to play the game though. And I was like, yeah, I should check this game out again because they changed they changed some shit shit around. It's free to play now and this and that. Um, and being that I used to pay for it, I have a lot of perks, right? Like extra shit in the game. So I was on there, and I was and and Lotro's known for having like one of the greatest uh, communities. Like people that play the game are usually mature because it's more of a story driven. It's not like I need more gear. I need more gear. I need more gear. <laughs> so there's less children that play it. Um, so it's still great. Got on there and I asked a question because I was I was confused. They had moved some things around and I I couldn't figure out that. Oh yeah, it's right there. But you ask a question and wow, everyone goes fucking noob. Shut the fuck up. Get off chat. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow is a hostile place. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But um, it was cool, and and I'm I'm actually looking forward to uh, looking checking out EverQuest next when it comes out, to the next EverQuest game. Um, so I think I'll do that until then. But Lotro's cool because you can just hop on and do something. You don't have to play seven hours a fucking day to get anything done. But you could. You could. You definitely could because I used to. But um, you don't have to. <laughs> so, see and wow, you have to. <laughs> right. If, if if you're not playing for that long, you're you're not doing anything worthwhile. Mm, so, that's true. It's kind of bullshit. <laughs> that's all I have to say. That's, that's it. Uh this one um I have a I have actually a story here. It's really short, but I I mentioned it to Adam, and it comes from the Verge, and I found it while I was looking for, you know, stories for to post for Monday. And this one's just sad. Uh, I'm not even going to read the title because it's just, it just it gives so much away. So from The Verge, uh, the writer on this one is um, – what's his name? Oh, it's actually a she, Adrienne Jeffries. So, a sexist dude. Just yeah. assume it's a dude. Yeah, of course. We're in the tech community. Don't we? Aren't we all supposed to be sexist? Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 21-year-old Virginia man was po- – browsing the internet when he saw a pop-up that likely filled him with dread. FBI warning the message read, informing him that child pornography has been identified on his machine and instructed no. him to pay a fine or face prosecution. The, no. me- the message was fake, of course, just ransomware, a type of malware that locks up the user's computer until they pay up. So instead of paying the scammers, the man brought his computer to a police station and asked if there were any warrants out for his arrest for child pornography. There were not. But police searched the machine and found messages and photos of underage, with underage girls. The man was charged with three counts of possession of child pornography, one count of using a communication device to solicit certain offenses involving children, and one count of indecent liberties with a minor. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, he, he's being held without bond. This, liberties with a minor? Yeah. Indecent liberties. With a minor. Uh, this could be a case of bumbling pedophile who turned himself in. However, ransomware has been known to plant pornographic images on the person's victim's computer to scare them into pain. So he may be guilty of nothing more than uh, mortifyingly lack of tech savvy. Lack of fucking common sense. If you, <clears throat> if you aren't doing something right. and you're accused of doing it, why would you just assume you were doing it? Exactly. Oh, I must have did it. Yeah. I don't make any damn sense. <laughs> 
He deserves to go to jail for being stupid. Stupid, yeah. But unfortunately, that's still not against the law. Being stupid is not still is not illegal. In the, it should be. It should be. I, gr- I grant you that. But yeah, America, America, <laughs> America, America. But uh, yeah, America? it's it's funny too because I've gotten those where. You know, you're on sketchy sites, and then all of a sudden you get this bang. Your virus has contracted a computer. Uh, um, your computers have contracted a virus. Please pay 25 bucks to get this antivirus. I'm like, fuck you. Dude, at my job, I see that every single day. Cats bringing their computer in. The FBI said the FBI didn't tell you a damn thing. <laughs> If the FBI has a problem with you, they will knock on your fucking door. They're not <laughs> sending like, you an email. Yeah, they're not going to be like, uh, excuse me, but we've been noticing. No. What do you <laughs> think? Like, what, what do you think? They're going to hit you up on Facebook and send you a tweet? Hey, man, we need to talk. No. <laughs> at, so, at douchebag with child porn. You know, no, it's not going to happen. Was, I, told a, I told a customer not too long ago because it's like, yeah, the government wants me to pay – so I'm like, if the government wants money from you, they will take that money from you. Exactly. They're not going to ask for it. Yeah, you get they, a strongly worded letter. We're and, taking this, yeah. so, you know, yeah, exactly. get ready. We actually <laughs> took it a week ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're just letting you know now. So yeah. after a week of trying to figure out where that money went, we got it. And it says, love the government. Yeah. P.S. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, or we're watching. P.S. America. <laughs> P-P-P-S, I watch you jerk off. <laughs> hey, man, cameras everywhere, it seems. P-P-S, so, use the left hand from time to time. <laughs> P-P-P-P-S, go fuck yourself again. <laughs> All right. Um, so, <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah, I know I, people, get, people get that shit all the time. And then they lie about how they got it. We'll see what had happened. What? Shut the fuck up. You were looking at porn. Yeah. You could be real with me. You know, you don't have to lie. It's okay. As long as you weren't looking at child porn. If you're looking at normal porn, then whatever, dude. Right. Enjoy yourself. You know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like, like, what are? How do they? What do they say over? Like, if they get that at your work, like, I don't know what happened. It's always I don't know what happened. That's like <laughs> always. <laughs> no, you know what happened. Yeah, you know what happened. <laughs> hey, and that's when you get that look like uh, like Kevin Hart, where you raise your head up in the air and you just like <laughs> you know what happened, motherfucker. You know you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's like yeah, when it says, oh yeah, look at naked pictures of you know who when I- you have a when you have a folder titled Brazzers. Come on, brother. Like, tell the truth, man. You don't have to trip. We're adults here. We don't judge here. We get plenty of, like, parents that come in. I don't know. It's my son's computer. He says he just uses it for homework. And I'm like, this motherfucker ain't using it for homework. Wikipedia don't give you this. (laughs) Wikipedia on you. Maybe maybe give that to you. You know what's up, dude. Oh man. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So um the movie Knights of Badastum has been in limbo for a while now, ready to be released. Even though the movie's been finished for a while, it lacked distribution. It lacked it lacked um like oomsfa. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. So now distributor Entertainment One has decided to give the film a chance. Night stars Peter Dinklage, yeah, um, Ryan Quantin, don't know who you are, Summer Glau, of course, fucking A, dude, Danny Pudin, ah, oh, what up, Pudin, A, 
Danny Pudito. Yeah. And a few and a few others because I was too lazy to look it up on IMDb. Um, <laughs> the film the the film is about LARPing or live action role play. Basically, people that act out fantasy games like Dungeons and Dragons in real life. Um, the movie was featured at Comic Con 2011. I remember I wanted, did, we saw the trailer for it, didn't we? Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We did. Yeah, boy, we was over there, dude. We saw that shit. <laughs> um, if that gives you some scope on how long, so that should give you some scope on how long it's been waiting to get into the theaters. Um, the movie will be getting a North American day and date release in theaters and on VOD pretty soon. Uh, see, I don't know what day and date means, but it sounded cool, so I put it in an article. Um, and if you go to lazygeeks.com, search for Knights of Badassdom. Just put Knights. Like the Dark Knight Knight. Like Knights. Um, you'll find the trailer. And I just think it looks like a cool movie. Something different. Um, LARPing's funny to watch. But basically, to go into a little bit more elaboration, it seems like from the trailer that they're LARPing and that um, one dude, he, one of the dudes, like he found this wizard or like magic book in a store and not realizing it was real. <laughs> and he was saying shit out of there and they were like, they summoned some shit. So they have to really fight it. Like, that's what it looks like. It looks dope. And Summer, and Summer got a really oh, yeah. big sword. And she's just <laughs> kicking everyone's ass, and I like it. And I enjoy that part of the trailer. Wow. So, it is what it is. Don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I get to read my uh, movie story since Adam jumped over me. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> we were talking about that sad thing. We were yeah. talking about some other bullshit. Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> Yolo. <right>. <laughs> Like, you haven't done that to me 1,500 times. <laughs> yeah, but you deserved it. <laughs> hey, man, YOLO. YOLO, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, with mine, <laughs> it's it's short. Uh, there's been a rumor for a while that the BBC has, um, is wanting to air the 50th anniversary special of Doctor Who simultaneously all over the world for everyone to see at the same time. This would prevent spoilers and in some countries having to wait over time zones or months to see the highly anticipated special that will feature Matt Smith, David Tennant, and John Hurt fighting on the same side. Or like Adam said <laughs> you know, earlier on today, you just have to block out the internet. Until yeah. <laughs> until you see the special. It's, it's what it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, quote, 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 it's always been our ambition to work with our broadcast partners so the international Doctor Who fans can enjoy the 50th anniversary special at the same time as the UK, the BBC said in a statement. We'll have more details soon about this very exciting global plans in November. Now, according to Bleeding Cool, it broke it down in time zones. So it seems that the people in Sydney would have to get up early for the special, but it's Doctor Who, so I don't expect to hear much about complaining. Uh, the special is set for 8 p.m. on Saturday, November 23rd. So the airing would be 8 p.m. in the UK. That means it would be 3 p.m. on the East Coast of the U.S. and noon on the West Coast. Sydney would have to get up at 6 a.m. to see the special. Nevertheless, I would rather have it air at the same time all over the world so no one will be ahead of someone else, not to mention our Australian friends who usually have to wait months before that shit airs. Yeah. Yeah, Australia's always getting the short end of the stick. They seriously do, because like a lot of times when I see like Doctor Who, we've got it, and they, they don't get it till like three months later. And it's like, fuck, no wonder it's fucking bootlegged a lot. I think there's some English people still hating on the Australians. Probably, like they're just a penal colony. 
<laughs> it's like, dude, they haven't been a penal colony in like centuries, dude. Come on. They're like a like a big civilization now. Yeah, yeah. They have, they have a flag and everything. It's like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead and tell your little your little gaming All right. story. All right. Well, in gaming news, okay. Before I continue with this, I have to say that there has never there was there's never a statement that said that they weren't doing this game for the PC. But if anyone remembers their history, it took a long-ass time for it to come to the PC in the same in the last iteration. So, okay, now I can begin. Change.org has a petition that is calling on Rockstar Games to release a PC version of the upcoming Grand Theft Auto V. And it surpassed 200,000 signatures. And at, at press time, when I wrote the story, the petition was uh, 209,778 uh, signatures. I think now, uh, when I last checked, it was closing in on um, 300,000. Now, Rockstar has not said that they wouldn't release the game for the PC and, but they have said that it was up for consideration. If you look back in time, it took nearly eight months for the PC version of Grand Theft Auto 4 to come out on the PC after the console version of the game was released back in 2008. The petition says that it is a big shame that GTA 5 is not announced for the PC, especially calling out the modding community being a huge part of PC gaming. Modded GTA is some of the most insanely fun times you can have, a line from the petition reads. Now, I know some people out there are dreading that Rockstar would not release a PC version of the game, but I truly don't think that is going to happen. The PC market is still rather strong, and to think that they would not release a game for the PC seems a bit far-fetched. Although, the upside of the petition is that it could remind Rockstar that there is a PC community still out there. (laughs) Hey, asshole. I'm in that community. Hey, you know what, though? Um, if Rockstar puts it on, they need to do it right, because um, Grand Theft Auto 4 was fucked up when it came to PC. Like, the the um, requirements for it were ridiculous. <laughs> like, it, they were stupid. And then it was really choppy and fucked up, so they better do it right. Uh, well, I mean, it's... They're using... Well, because it was... Well, GTA is usually designed for what? The Xbox or the PlayStation? For either... It's on both of them. Well, no, it's yeah. Usually, it's designed for one of. I don't know. I don't know uh, what they make it on. Uh, because I think they make it on the um, the PlayStation. I think. Yeah, because that was that whole. But now they're using like legitimate computer parts for the new next gen stuff. So we'll see if it actually will work. But you know that my my thing is on this is like, come on, dude. They never said that they weren't going to do it. So let's create a petition because they haven't said they, they weren't. I think change.com is for more important shit. Yeah, like change. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like petitions about like you know stopping atrocities, not PC versions of video game. Jesus Christ! Well, come on, people. Remember, people did petitions because of Mass Effect Three. So that was the, but that was horrible though. <laughs> That's different. Which, which now you're just comparing tragedy to bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. I never even played. I never even played the game. Like literally, all the negative was like, I, I don't care. Yeah. And I just didn't play it. Um, okay. Well, moving the fuck on. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it was it was previously revealed that the popular MMO World of Warcraft had lost quite a bit of their paying player base back in March, dropping to 8.2 million worldwide. Now, roughly four months later, the game sits at 7.7 million subscribers. CEO Bobby Kotick says... Activision Blizzard expects this number to fall even more throughout the course of the year. The largest chunk of the players that have left in the past have been in Asian markets, although Blizzard is keeping tight-lipped about 
who has been leaving this time around. Of course, Activision wants you to still realize that World of Warcraft is still the number one MMO <laughs> in the world by a long shot. And it is. Um, but Activision really drove that point. <laughs> they wanted to make sure you knew that. Yeah. Um, See, we, we know you know this, but we want to make sure you know this. Yeah, you better know it. <laughs> so back in October of 2010 is where subscribers to WoW peaked at 12 million. Since its release in 2004, the game has changed the landscape of not only MMOs, but online gaming as a whole. Most MMOs nowadays have at least a few game mechanics inspired or just downright copied from World of Warcraft. The game has had four major expansion packs, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm, (laughs) Cataclysm, and Mists of Pandaria. Let's face it, World of Warcraft is getting old and keeping up with, with new content for a player base that usually feels beating said content as fast as possible is priority number one. It's no wonder why the numbers are falling. While there is still a huge number of people playing the game, there is still a large chunk of players leaving the game at the same time, with more pressure from the free-to-play market and more modern action-oriented titles getting more popular. The, the writing may be on the wall for the MMO that changed the, changed the game all those years ago. Don't expect World of Warcraft to disappear anytime soon, but it won't last forever. Mic drop. <laughs> so, I mean, the game's not going to last forever. You know what no. I mean? Like people, oh, oh, oh. It, it, it's the game could be. You could make the greatest MMO of all time, and a lot of people will say World of Warcraft is the greatest MMO of all time. But there is a point where that mythos gets old. Yeah. You know, and and it's just like I, you're just adding on and adding on and adding on, but it's still the same thing. Right. I mean. It's, everything, everything loses its luster after a time. I mean, the same thing's going to happen with Apple. The same thing's going to happen with anything else that everybody if, and and Facebook's already going that route, you know. But yeah, Facebook has gotten to that point where people just use it because that's where everybody is. Yeah, they're not using because they think it's cool. They just everyone's on Facebook. Yeah, and that that that's what happened right before MySpace went under. You're right, right. Everyone's on MySpace. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's 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 one of those where you're just like it's going to happen. So let's you know I mean. And I'm not a WoW player, but it's yeah, it's like going, dude, it's gonna happen. Let's, you know, and, and let's just let it happen and not make a big deal because it's going down. Blizzard, Blizzard's already working on another MMO. Yeah. You know, so I guarantee you that MMO will be out for a full year before they even pull the plug on World of Warcraft. Oh yeah. So everyone would already switched over. They're gonna take their own player base and move it to their other game. See, Blizzard's yeah. not stupid, dude. I've seen Blizzard do some fucking crazy smart shit. Like to get people to do what they want, <laughs> it's insane. So you know, yeah. yellow, yellow. <laughs> All right, moving to uh, comic news. Uh, this was uh, back at uh, the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, news before the event was already starting to be released, and uh, many sites were getting exclusives for comics because you know Comic Con was actually about comics before it became about movies and stuff but cbr got one featuring amanda connor and jimmy uh palimonte palimonte uh something at time uh 
uh, <laughs> racist, <laughs> who have worked on comics like Before Watchmen, Silk Spectre, and Batwing, to name a few. We'll be bringing a new monthly Harley Quinn comic later this year. As many of you remember, she did have her own title in the previous universe, but after the reboot, she was she had been relegated to the pages of Suicide Squad. Well, Cotter and Paul Minotti explain their desire for the book and the character and their plan to take her in her own title and the plan and they plan to take her in their own title quote we took a good look uh, took a good long look at the new 52 version and then applied it to where we were what we were going to do in the series palamati said harley is a complex character and we're going to build on her background motivations and her home and supporting cast sort of what we did with power girl but with a mix of a bit of more homicidal maniac added in. Uh, the original version is what seems to be stuck in my head, but at the same time, I always thought it would be cool to see Harley, not her uh, Harleen self, outside of of her costume. And what would it be like? That's kind of where that's kind of what we have with this version of her. Connor stated in the reference to Harley's original look in Batman the Animated Series. A uh, couple more quotes in here, but in regards to the first arc. Of the comic series, Palmali said that ideally it will always take a bit of weakness to start pouring guest stars uh, in, in every issue out the gate. But she does play in a very colorful world. In this series, we are moving Harley out of Gotham to a place that makes sense for her. Gotham will always be a part of her adventures, but we've got some uh, madness up our sleeves and the art should give you a small hint. Um, by the way, you can check out that uh, Kind of like roller derby version of Harley on the website thelazygeeks.com, and uh, looks interesting. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Right, well, they they're moving into New York then, basically. I guess. It's just, I don't know. I it's just gonna be the same old shit. I mean. Harley Quinn's a great character. I love the character, but there's only so far you can go with her. It, it, she's not – her whole basis of existing is based on another character. Yeah, and I think that's why because they took the Joker out of the main 52 for a long period of time. She's kind of been – In limbo. She yeah. has like no reason for being there. Um, so they're trying to give her some substance, which is cool. I mean we'll see where they go with it. If they don't you know, completely fuck it up, it might be interesting. <laughs> so we'll see whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> real cynical today um, i know right <laughs> most people most people most cool people have heard of green lantern at some point in their life and hopefully oh. it was shut up and hopefully it wasn't only for the recent film oh. uh comic book fans know that there are more than one color color lantern out there though all representing their respective spots on the emotional spectrum um these other colors were introduced in 2007 by Geoff Johns, <laughs> who has currently distanced himself from DC's lanterns, which leaves a void to be filled. Will the multicolored lantern universe remain? I ended a paragraph with a question. Um, yeah, I know. It seems it won't, exactly the way it is now anyways. Uh, which, which one color, with one color being destroyed in the, late, the later story arc? Dan Didio... Eight Didio. <laughs> the name's um, the name cracks did, me up. Right? Do you think he has like a Rex Harrison hat on? He's just kind of 
pounding <laughs> pounding on a typewriter, smoking <laughs> a cigarette. Um, Dan Didio, I call him DD for short, recently shared um, some details on the Lantern Universe's future at this year's San Diego Comic-Con. Quote, we can tease one of the color corps has are destroyed in the course of the battle that takes place with with this character that we've introduced called Relic. He continues, it's a new character, but an extremely old character that's going to affect every aspect of the Green Lantern universe. Um, not to stop it, just teasing. Did he revealed? Yeah, because teasing sucks after a while. Right. Um, he actually. He actually destroys one of the corpse and the power battery. Jim Lee, also present, then joked, we've crossed over from tease to reveal. Dun, dun, dun. Somebody got slapped. I think Didio got in trouble for that one. <laughs> it seems that the whole plot of the upcoming story will be what what a lantern is to do when their ring stops working and how they are supposed to defend anyone when they lack their powers. Currently, there are red, orange, blue, white, indigo, yellow, and star sapphire, and of course, green lanterns. <laughs> While it's pretty obvious it's not going to be green to get knocked off the list, what color do you think will be getting the axe? Dun, dun, dun. Starfire, because, or sapphire, whatever that is, because it's just a ridiculous color. They'll probably keep it because it's ridiculous. You think so? I think they will. <laughs> what do you think? Isn't the yellow lanterns the ones that are um? Which one is led by? We used to be led by um Sinestro. I thought that was the yellow lanterns. Because that might go. Because he's not leading them anymore. Mm, that's true. Could have. I, th- I think they should fuck everybody up and be the green. <laughs> <laughs> green lanterns, bitch. Yeah, yeah. But like, what? I didn't well, see that coming. I know they might not drop the yellow because that's like the direct enemy of green yeah that's it's true probably, it's probably star sapphire dude just because it yeah. looks stupid yeah. it's hard to read that in the list of all the colors <laughs> yeah. like star sapphire <laughs> oh man they're, they're basically the pink ones they're yeah pink. they're pink yeah well no because they are trying to be you know uh friendly to the alternate lifestyle so they may keep pink that's stupid. I don't make any damn sense. Hey, man. I'm offended. You should be. Okay. So let's say, kill the pinks. <laughs> kill the pink lanterns. Kill all the pinks. <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on to tech news before we get into real trouble. Um, some of you may have known about Google and their San Francisco event, which was held last week. Some rather cool things were revealed in that morning's event, one of which was an affordable dongle. They're uh, updating... Um, updated OS and the worst kept secret tablet device in a completion in a competition with Apple TV Roku and their failed television endeavor they are returning with a dongle that will allow users to stream video content from their computer tablet or smartphone to their television quote everyone loves their phones tablets and laptops said Google unlike other solutions we will not force you to have the same operating system on all your devices because it didn't work well when we did it on your television the t- <laughs> That, I, that last part I added in. Uh, but you know they were thinking it. The device uh, connects over HDMI and is powered by USB. Or it actually has an AC adapter, which 
some people have complained is a little bulky, but they didn't even show it in the picture, so that kind of irked some people. But according to The Verge, the uh, Chromecast doesn't mirror your screen um, to devices like a la AirPlay, but Google promises quick and painless syncing. It will turn your phone or computer into a remote, which will allow you to queue up and play videos, and you'll be able to use other apps without interrupting playback. And according to some early reviews, it seems that about four apps you can probably run before it starts fucking with you. Um, and also, too, you'll have to use Chrome browser in order to uh, to get it perfectly synced up with Chromecast, because naturally, it's Google device. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, I know some of you are probably thinking of their Nexus Q, but unlike that device, it will work the same on Android and iOS. Windows Phone is currently not supported. As for the PC side, it will be uh, Chrome on recent versions of Windows and Mac OS X. Uh, You'll be able to stream directly through your browser, and the dongle will connect with Netflix, YouTube, and Pandora. The device is currently available or backordered on uh, Google Play in the U.S. Although inventory appears to have quickly sold out, Google promises that the device will run you only 35 bucks and will be available through Amazon and Best Buy. Um, and it was released on... Actually, it was released today, the 28th. But it's sold out everywhere, so you'll have to wait for more to come in. Um, on the Android operating system side, Google seems to have been slowing down with their new operating system updates ever since their release of Jelly Bean. Uh, now it, it made an announcement of their newest update, more interesting and appealing as they kept the name Jelly Bean but made it 4.3. In their newest version of 4.3, it is a multi-user setting which includes restricted profiles to prevent children from accessing apps content that may be deemed unsuitable. Uh, Bluetooth Smart a.k.a. Bluetooth Low Energy, will be supported as will OpenGL ES 3.0, which Hugo Barra said um, called a big deal for game developers. Google promises the new OpenGL to capitalize on all the powerful multi-core processors that have made their way to Android's, um, Android devices. Finally, we get the Nexus 7. That was the worst-kept secret and their successor to their well-received model from last year. The newer model is thinner than the original, about 2 millimeters thinner, and is about 50 grams lighter. The new 7-inch model will be running a stocked version of Android 4.3, but the basic design is very similar to last year's model. This doesn't mean that there aren't any improvements. Google improved a high-resolution display from the previous 1280 by 800 to 1920 by 1200 which makes it on par with the Nexus 10. Inside some of the big change improvements, um, there's a 1.5 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon S4 Pro 8060 processor with a Andrea 320 graphics and two gigabytes of RAM. It also has dual speakers, a five megapixel rear-facing camera that will accompany the front-facing camera from last year's model. There will be a Wi-Fi and LTE models available. It will become it'll be first in the uh, first time that an unlocked LTE device will be offered by Google in the U.S. and it's compatible with AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon. Sorry, Sprint, you still don't really have LTE yet. Uh, battery life has been clocked in at 9 hours on HD video playback and 10 hours on web browsing, and it will make it compatible with, uh, comparable to the iPad. It will offer wireless charging. While it will cost a bit more than last year's model, some of the upgrades actually make it worth the inflated price. The 16-gigabyte model will run you 229 
and the 32 gigabyte model will run you 269, and the 32 gigabyte LTE model will run you 349. It's available from retailers like Radio Shack, Walmart, Amazon, and of course Best Buy as of July 30th. In the coming weeks, other countries like the UK, Germany, Japan, Canada, Spain, France, Australia, and South Korea will get the device. However, from reports, it seems like the LTE model won't be available immediately either, but hopefully soon. Um, you know that that uh, the new uh, Nexus actually is not that expensive, even for the LTE model, three fifty. No, it's not. But I wouldn't get it, and if I were to get one, I'd probably just get the regular Wi-Fi one, or I, just, just simply get an. Not, I do not get um, portable devices that don't allow me to plug SD cards into them. Mm. Period. I made that decision a long time ago. I look at phones. Other phones don't. They go, oh, you can't put an SD card. Never mind. <laughs> Get another selection on the table. I ain't fucking with that. <laughs> I just don't. I think it's stupid because yeah. you're, you can't truly bring your shit with you. Yeah. Because you're going to bog down your operating system because they're sharing the space. Right. Um, and really, how hard is it to put a fucking SD card slot in a goddamn phone? I know, right? Come on. But this did, this this whole Google thing did bring up an interesting factoid. Um, I'm sick. I can't wait till January, dude, because I get an upgrade on my phone, and I'm I'm getting Android again. Oh yeah. I'm done. You know what? The saddest part about it is I love my Windows phone. You know what I don't like is no one else likes it. So <laughs> there's no app support. Like I feel like I I'm like at the bottom of the fucking barrel. Mm. You know what I mean? And it sucks. Like I yeah. me and me and BlackBerry hanging out. Yeah. Oh. Amen. Uh, Amen. You speak the truth. Yeah. So I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of waiting around. Like I hopped on it. Like oh, you know, I'll, I'll jump on the bandwagon. Fuck it. But there's no bandwagon, man. It's just me driving an empty bus. That's all it is. <laughs> and it's the short bus. It's the short bus. The one with the seat belts. <laughs> what do you think of the Chromecast? I think that's dope. I yeah. think they're gonna kill it. Yeah. You know, they just need to get a little bit more apps on it. Um. I think the syncing to the phone and the tablet and everything like that. I mean, obviously, the Apple TV does the same thing. Right. But um, it's good to see something Google Google is doing. And then Google took it one step further. We're like, well, you can use your iPad, too. I don't really care. Yeah. Use like, whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You, know? you can use Android. You can use iOS. We don't give a shit. When Apple's like, no. Yeah. It only connects to Apple devices. Where? Yeah. You know, you know how dope the dude, if the Apple TV connected to other devices, I would get an Apple TV. I would too. But it doesn't. But now I'm going to get that Chromecast, so it don't really yeah. fucking matter. I like, mean, I'm thinking about getting a Chromecast. It's dope. I actually was thinking the same thing. I mean, some people are like going, "You know, it's it's, you know, they go, "It's cool, but and I'm like, "Dude, it's 35 bucks. What do you really expect?" And didn't you say they already hacked it? Yeah, they they found a Exploit through the bootloader, so now you're gonna see a lot of at home brew shit, baby. <laughs> yeah, so well, then, you... I, then I absolutely wanted it. I, like, <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, I mean, it's it's like I looked at that, and I was like, uh, you know, I'm like, I, I get, I'd get that. And yeah, I, I think I'm just, I'm sitting here kind of like between a rock and a hard place because everything I have is in Microsoft right now because of the phone. Because oh, because right. let's be honest, our lives revolve around our phone. Yeah. So if you buy if you buy a phone from Google or you buy a phone from Microsoft, you're gonna start having you're using everything from that one company because it just makes more sense. Yeah, and it's just so easier I, to use. And exactly. So if I go to Android, then then what? Yeah. Like you know, do I have to change everything? 
Jesus. Yes. A pain <laughs> in my ass, dude. That's the problem with everything, and you know, and, and and I understand why some people like. For me, I understand why some people are like, yeah, you know, I have they they kind of get stuck with Apple, even if they want to change. It's because then they have to switch all their shit. And yeah. you know, and I understand you that. Don't like, really have to. It's just cumbersome. Like it's yeah. just it's goofy to use an iPad without having an iPhone and all yeah. that other shit because it doesn't really sync up. Right. And then it's like, you know, and, and I understand that. And so for me, it's like, yeah, you know, so people are like, well, I want to, but then I have to change this shit. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I, I, I see that. I get that. But, yeah, and I and I see your your issue, too. You know, it's like you got everything fucking synced up here. But then on the shit. on the flip side, I have my my Microsoft email and my SkyDrive has like 25 gigs of storage on it. Because I was in the beta and I got Office and all that shit, so I'm like, damn, motherfucker, what am I gonna do? But I mean, I don't have to delete it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Keep on using it, you know. Yeah. But keeping it real, man. Just keeping it real, up. <laughs> keeping it real. Dumb. Anyway, speaking of Microsoft, there have been a few rumors floating around that there will be an Xbox One bundle that doesn't have a Connect included. Well, this seems to not make much sense, seeing as the new Xbox One UI pretty much requires one to function. That doesn't stop people from thinking the opposite. Microsoft has come out to confirm that there is no chance for a connectless version of their upcoming console. Quote, quote, Steen. <laughs> wow. We, yeah. We have no plans to introduce an Xbox One without Connect. We believe in Connect and the value it brings to both games and entertainment. While you hear wah, wah, wah. And believe $4.99 is a great value for what consumers receive with their Xbox One. A Microsoft representative told GameSpot. I don't know why they can't just say, we've designed the thing to require the Xbox, the Kinect. Yeah. Why do you have to get the fluff piece out? You know, who gives a shit about, we think that this price, shut the fuck up. No one's talking about price point. Yeah. Because it's, all, because it's all about – because that's the part of sales. It's like, yeah, you have to get it, but this is why it's awesome that you have to get it. But I wish they would say the real shit, and then that part would be in the mm. next paragraph, and then I can skip it. Mm. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> this statement was in response to a report from Inside Gaming Daily that claimed it had word from an anonymous source – Anonymous source could be the homeless man down the street. <laughs> it could be the guy that parks the cars for all of them. <laughs> right. The homeless man that parks their cars for all of them. See, <laughs> I combined the two. There you go. That there would be an Xbox One that didn't include a Kinect out in the summer of 2014. The Kinect isn't just an add-on anymore. It is more of an integrated part of the console. It's used for for gaming, but also for navigation, voice commands, pretty much everything you're going to want to do on the console. Launching an Xbox One without one would be like launching a PS4 without a controller. It just wouldn't work. So... Get the fuck over it. <laughs> the Connect comes with it. Yeah. Done and done. Yeah. Done and done. Everybody expects them to like, oh, well, because they, they did this because of, of Sony, maybe they'll ditch the Connect and do what Sony did. They're not going to do that. There's only so much they will do. That doesn't even make any damn sense. Why yeah. would they do that? Yeah, because like, cause, you know, well, you heard this. The, well, I actually, I did the story on where in order to keep the price 100 bucks cheaper, they got rid of the of the cam. Yeah. So they figure, well, maybe they'll get rid of it and they'll knock the price down. That's what people want. 
people want them to do that and then knock the price point so it makes it the same. They're not going to do that. They've already said, even in the presentation, you fucking need the Kinect to even turn the damn thing on. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just like, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, dude, just get over it. Deal with it already. YOLO. Yeah, fucking internet sometimes, man. Internet YOLO, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was don't a weak one. Don't, don't even give a shit. Uh, all right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find a company or companies or person or persons or entities that uh, does something that reeks of douchebaggery and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. In a rare week, do we ever find two, I think, equal types of douchebags where it even became like, well, one's really douchebag and so is the other one. And it was just like, you know what? Let's just do both of them. This is how it really went down. Is usually Steve finds the douchebag of the week and I agree. Being the first week, I have a conflicting viewpoint. Oh, we'll just do both of them. This motherfucker <laughs> always has to win. You know, that's all it's about. And what's first that we're going to talk about? Steve's piece of shit one. Wow. Done it. No, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> no, they're they're both uh they're both pretty stupid, and they're kind of they're both in the gaming industry. Yeah, too. which is sad. But yeah. yeah, you know, and this one, I I thought when I saw this, I was like, that's just. And we're and of course in this one we're going to be talking about DRM because no matter how you phrase it it's DRM. DDDDRM. Yeah, the infamous DRM. So one of the biggest annoyances in the gaming world is the huge day one updates when you want to play the latest game you purchased. However, with all the DRM that was going on to slow down the Xbox One console, it made sense that waiting to play was the name of the game. While Microsoft may have pulled the whole internet connection with their console, some game developers will require it when you play their game. Uh, You may remember, too, that early on, Microsoft said, well, we're going to let the publishers handle their whole DRM thing. And um, and apparently, this is what we're going to be seeing now. Turn 10's Dan Greenwalt was cited earlier, if you wish to play Forenza Motorsport 5 at all, you will need to download a significant data pack before you were even able to play the game. However, since Microsoft reversed themselves on the whole DRM thing, so did Greenwald. Or, as they say in press jargon, clarify. Uh, He told IGN that you don't have to download any of the free content to start playing the game. However you wish to finish it, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Quote, 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 this download is simply additional cars and tracks. The gameplay is not blocked while downloading the additional content. It's done in the background, just like uh, the disc install, said Greenwald. Uh, Greenwald is giving the whole, you don't need to connect to Xbox Live to play the game, but you will need to collect, connect to Xbox Live to finish the game. So it sounds like a little bit of DRM to me. However, Greenwald likes to skirt the issue by reinforcing the fact that it downloads in the background as it's not to obstruct gameplay. Quote, in the beginning of the game, players will be racing against Dravatars that will will be contained on the disc and were trained by Turn 10's development team, he explained. While playing, the player will be asked to connect to live in order to download a completely fresh set of driver-created Dravatar opponents. It's not a lot of data, but the download contains enough Dravatars to cover all the difficulty settings. 
So it seems that when Microsoft said they were going to let developers figure out how to DRM their own games, this could be something that we'll see more in the future. Meaning if you want an Xbox One console and don't feel like getting an Xbox Live account, you will need to rethink your options. It doesn't mean anything to simply purchase the game. You need to verify that you purchased by being able to complete it. Although I do give credit for the redirect, though. I do, too. Yeah. Because you simply just went, um, no, no, no. But see, it's cool because you're getting all this extra stuff. But I'm not going to say anything that you actually needed to finish the game. And to me, that's just, that's like, so it's, and you said this before the podcast, so it's not enough for me to purchase the game. I have to download this shit and connect to Xbox Live in order to finish it. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. So, because it's like, so even though Xbox will say, oh, yeah, you don't have to have the option. You you don't have to um, connect it to um, Xbox Live or anything like that. Oh, no, but the publishers will force you to do that. <laughs> we'll, we figure that one out. That's stupid. I, I it just It's just stupid. Like, that one kind of pissed me off because it was – it's just – he knows that it's fucked up. Yeah. He's just trying to make it sound legit, and it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but moving on to more stupidity. <laughs> and this one shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. It shouldn't. <laughs> um, by the way, if you go to thelazygeeks.com and search the story, you'll see the one of the greatest facepalm photos you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. <laughs> it tells an entire story in that one photo. Um, sometimes I think Nintendo wants the Wii U to fail. Hmm. The console itself isn't all that bad. And with the proper software development and marketing, it could be a pretty decent success. Even with that, it seems that Nintendo themselves stand in their own way at every turn with decisions that make everyone scratch their head in disbelief. In the latest decision made for the Wii U, Nintendo will not be accepting indie developer submissions if they are based in Japan. Wow. This all came to light from a form on the official website of the 2013 Game Developers Conference, GDC for short. The official Nintendo form states in both Japanese and English, quote, we are not accepting applications from developers located in Japan at this time, end quote. Just what I said, <laughs> just, just to make it just, a little bit more legit. You know. Just to drive the point home. Right. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Nintendo attempted to clarify which is always funny, yeah. um, why they have made this decision in a statement to CVG saying, and this statement makes it worse. <laughs> pay, pay close attention, kids. Watch. The policy in question is the decision of Nintendo's department responsible for licensing activities in each region. And the licensing department of Nintendo is currently not accepting subject applications from individuals in Japan. End quote. That said absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, anyone gives a fuck who made the decision. Nintendo made the decision. It's almost like Nintendo is trying to take the blame off of them <laughs> by blaming it on them. Uh. It makes no sense. What strikes me as funny with that is that anytime a company tries to clarify, they always make it worse. Always make it worse. All right, let's continue. If you are an independent game developer located in any other part of the world, however, you can go right ahead and submit your application. Not only are they, are they giving their own home country the shaft, 
by locking out one of the lar- oh, but they're also locking out one of the largest talent pools in the gaming industry. Some of the greatest games in history, both Nintendo made and otherwise, have come out of Japan. So you would think Nintendo would think of getting that region in order first. Time and time again, we're seeing decisions like this, like this one, that not only cripple the Wii U but make people lose even more faith in Nintendo. Like seriously, dude, Nintendo's through. Yeah. Like I don't even get it, dude. Like this, even if there is, because I'm sure there is some sort of legal issue. You, they can't get that one sorted out first. Like, yeah. Really? You know, it it doesn't make any sense. And and if you think, and I'm not trying to sound racist, if you think historically Japanese culture, you would think a lot of people would be offended by that. Like you're a Japanese company, and you're giving us the shaft. Like that's yeah. not America, dude. They're not going to be like a week later. Oh, you made something shiny, great. <laughs> I mean, Japan is about that honor, dude. You know, I mean, you can't you can't be fucking. No, I'm not trying to say they're all ninjas and shit. I'm just saying that you you can't you can't like. It just seems like a big slap in the face to their own people, you know, to their own country of origin, and it's yeah. fucked up, you know. And yeah. to me, it's like you would never see Sony doing it. Sony gives everything to Japan first. Oh yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I'm like God. Damn it, Sony! <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's it's one of those where you're just like, I, you, you sometimes wonder who's fucking who's who's think who's doing the thinking over there, and it always and lately it just seems like everything Nintendo does is so half-assed. Like they they're almost kind of like remember when Netflix was screwed up, and um, in one of our early, older podcasts, I I think I said I go it sounds like they went to like happy hour. Came up with that idea, sketched it out on a on a on a napkin, and then ran to work and then tried to make it happen. That's yeah. kind of what I feel like Nintendo's doing lately. I think Nintendo, before they do anything, they need new leadership. Yeah, all the way from the top. The same leadership is is leading that company that has been leading that company since the beginning, and I think roughly. And I think that these people are just they're out of touch, man. They don't get it. Like they, they're not evolving with the industry, and then they're trying these weird fucking things to patch it up, and it's just making it worse. I think they need to get rid of that fucking current spot, or just at least make a team of younger, more driven fucking people who are going to have the fresh ideas and get the shit done. Mm-hmm. Like Nintendo has an assload of fucking shit that they can pull from to make some money, but they don't. They sit on it. Yeah. You know, like, where's the new Zelda game? Why was that not ready when the Wii U came out? I know. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I've been talking to people like, oh, right, Microsoft doesn't always have their tough stuff. No, they don't. But they don't fucking have to. Yeah. They're not in danger of no one buying their shit. Exactly. Nintendo could have been like, you know what? I know you, I know you guys haven't had much faith in us, but here, here's the Wii U. And here's every fucking one <laughs> of our major, um, franchises. Fucking game one. Bop, 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 bop. Here's exactly. a bunch of other shit ready to go. Here's this. Here's this. Here's new features. New this, new that. No. There wasn't. There was like 20-something games that nobody wanted to fucking play. It's It was pathetic. And I just... I'm just done. Like, I, I'm so pissed off at Nintendo. I had a Nintendo wallet and I want to throw it out. <laughs> I'm going to take my money out first. I'm going to take my well, money yeah, out. Well, yeah. Let's not be it's stupid, just, you know? It's embarrassing, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not even gonna buy a Wii U. This is this is I I didn't buy a Wii. I didn't buy a Wii U. Because I felt this way when the Wii came out. 
Yeah. Nobody was nobody was with me. I was like, Nintendo's making weird decisions. This shit ain't gonna last for long. And everyone's like, No, Nintendo, how dare you say anything about Nintendo? Oh, these motherfuckers. Hmm. And of course, as always, I'm always right. <laughs> Suck a fat dick. Boom, mic drop. Mic drop. I dropped a bag of mics. <laughs> From a balcony, motherfucker! I'm crazy. <laughs> oh man, what are you, Amanda Bynes? Crazy? No. <laughs> and she went. She went full retard on that one. Here. You, you can't. You can't go full retard. No. Never go full retard. Not at all. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, really quickly, we'll dump into some site comments. S.S. Maddie, who talked about uh, the Doctor Who airing at the same time all around the world. Uh, yay! The American and the rest of the world fans say. <laughs> hey, uh, just real quick. Americans capitalize. All right, just, you know, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. America. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, it is capitalized. It's not that big of a deal. Look, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next next quote. Elephant Gun 9000. Lantern's Losing Color article. Uh, I really hope it's not the blues or reds that get destroyed. Whatever happened to the Sinistro Corpse? That's that yellow. Yeah. They, they were the yellow ones, I think. I'm pretty sure, because I'm pretty sure he was yellow. But, uh... Well, I think, or YOLO. I don't know, one of those. <laughs> didn't he combine... Two cut. See, I might be cry- I might be mess- messing up now. Yeah. See, I never was too into the lanterns, like especially when they went multicolor. I didn't care. Like I was just like, oh, I mean, come on. one is enough, man. <laughs> Sinister. I'm gonna look it up right now because because a a, a listener wanted it. How how Jordan John Stewart? That's enough. I don't need any more. <laughs> Sinistro Corp. Uh. Blackest night before the corp prophecy leaves from embarrassing oath its entities. I can read the oath if you in blackest day and brightest night. Oh, wow. Beware your fears made into light. Let those who try to stop what's right burn like my power, Sinistro's might. Sinistro's so fucking full of himself. Hmm. Yeah, they're yellow, yellow power rings. Hmm. So, <laughs> so, but they're not they're power rangers. <laughs> See, Sinistro is so fucking full of himself, it's just the yellow I almost said Rangers. The yellow, uh, <laughs> the yellow lanterns. He he called the Sinistro Corp, but he's not there anymore. Yeah. So it's whatever, dude. All right, and Savans, nineteen eighty-two, in response to my Justice League Flashpoint Paradox uh, review. Uh, this is this one will have to be a rent. I usually enjoy these animated movies, but as you pointed out in the review, the animation itself is always an issue for me. I was put off. I was put off Superman Unbound for this very reason. Too angular, cartoony. The Dark Knight Returns worked because the material itself was mature and sophisticated. But I wish it could be more that replicated look of Batman Year One, which I felt was beautifully animated and didn't make me feel like I was a nine-year-old. Maybe I'm just too old for these things. Haha. Um, no uh i have to agree with with you on that one i for me like yeah you know it was weird because for did you actually watch it yet i have watched it yeah i it was it's violent and it is violent it is violent it didn't really make me feel like a nine-year-old 
because I was like, ooh, wow, those are a little bit. But, like, the design, the drawing of the normal universe Batman, Superman, Aquaman just didn't f- look right. I, I, I agree, but I, I kind of overlooked it because I had another nagging thing. What was that? That was bugging me. I didn't like the pacing of the movie. Mm. I th- it was all over the place. I felt some things were dragged out too much, and then some things were skipped over that shouldn't have been skipped over. Yeah. From the book. And I understand that. We, we got to take stuff out for a movie. But I think some big things were taken out that just had no right to be taken out of that flick. Like, it just made no sense. And some things were in there that were stupid. You yeah. Know? Like, they took out a lot of the comedy that kind of yeah. leveled out the story. Yeah. And so the movie was just nonstop. Everything is fucked. Right. The whole way. And it, very, just, it, it made it very dark. Yeah. And it changed the whole dynamic of the story. Now, the story was dark in the comic anyway. Right. But it had – it's the Flash. Yeah. It has to have a little bit of lightheartedness in yeah. it. I mean, you the know, only it, lightheartedness came from – well, of course, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern. I mean, yeah, as, as, and Hal, Hal Jordan, he was the only one that added any kind of real levity, but even the levity itself was a little tame. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was just, it was just heavy, man. Yeah. It was just real, it was real heavy, heavy movie. Was it a good movie? Yeah. yeah. But I just think the, I think the, um, the Superman part, spoilers, um, the <laughs> Superman's part, I think they cut way too much out oh yeah. that's a huge dynamic of the book yeah a huge dynamic i i think that really defined um the alternate reality defined the alternate reality it defined what truly was fucked up in yeah. that and not because superman wasn't there but it defined that his goodness that 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 mode of thinking yeah. from the proper universe was not in this universe and that's why everything was fucked up yeah. And and I just I think that that brought it to a more cerebral level, just having that character in there. And I might be overthinking it, whatever. But the movie was just real clean cut. Everybody's kicking each other's ass, and then Flash fixes it. It was just dry, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't dig and, it. And yeah, and one thing that I that I didn't like, and it seemed like you know it it ended like the way you usually would have like a Star Trek episode where it ended and everything seemed to fit fine. But when you, ha- when it ended in the original series, I, I, I made a note in my review that it l- was missing that element that flash and super and um, Batman kind of like everything is back to normal. Right. And that was kind of supposed to be the jump into the new 52, which was another huge part. Yeah. You know, and, and basically they wanted to end on the warm and fuzzy. Yeah. So they focused on the letter that he brought back and that's fine. And that's a great part. Yeah. You know, it's good, good little heart throw, pulling the heartstrings, whatever. But the main thing you were supposed to focus on in the end was, oh, I think everything's the same way because it isn't. Right. And it shows in the movie their costumes change a little bit. Yeah. You know, and everything's starting to resemble the new 52. And they, they didn't show – and th- I knew they were going to cut this out, but they didn't show um, – what's her name? Uh, the chick that knows about the three different timelines. Oh, Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. So that part right there was the complete explanation yeah. of um, – it was a two-page spread, I remember. Complete explanation of the new 52 universe yeah. and why it's there and leading into a much bigger storyline, which we should be starting to read pretty soon. That's yeah. taken out of the movie, which right. makes the movie a completely just single entity that's leading into nothing. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that it was going to lead into the new 52 because I would have liked to see cartoons 
or animated movies uh, based on the new 52 universe as opposed to what we already know. You know, yeah. so I, and so it's a little, a little like DC. I mean, I I usually love DC animation. Yeah, love it. But this one, I just I don't know. It's yeah. like a Marvel anime. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> but uh, it, it it was just it fell flat. Yeah, yeah, it did to me too. All right, and you can pick that. Uh, you could rent that movie this week. On, yeah, uh, if you want to now. If you, <laughs> you, you go ahead and rent it. Yeah, go ahead and rent boring, it. Boring, dry, falling flat movie. And go it's ahead. it's actually not too expensive. It's like fourteen bucks at Target. Um, that's Blu-ray too. Yeah. All right. So before we head yeah. out, we want to rem- oh, what'd you say? I said there's a reason for everything. Wow. Fourteen ninety nine. Amen. Amen. And this is coming. This is coming from a DC fan. So you fan. and you know what? All the other movies she listed. What did she list? Or he listed, he listed, or whomever it is. Yeah. Um, Return. Dark Knight Returns, dope as shit. Yeah. Batman Year One, yeah. fuck yeah. Like all those movies, Superman Unbound. I even dug that one. The animation was weird though, but this, the <laughs> movie was cool. Yeah, that's what yeah. actually turned me off from actually watching that. Was just I saw like the trailers and just like, oh, Superman looks weird and like that's the thing that bugged me with uh with the Justice League uh par- Flash Flashpoint Paradox was the Flash looked good, Wonder Woman looked good. But Superman and Batman and Aquaman look fucking steroid fest, weird kind of face. It was just really just weird. And I actually didn't mind the animation in Superman Unbound, to be honest. It was just different. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really mind it, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. It seems to happen all the time. Like people will be like, "This is fucking shit," because of da da da. And I sit there and go, "Why do you care so much?" <laughs> About that little insignificant detail. Now the art, the art style is not an insignificant detail. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't. Um, I'm okay with it. Like it, it does look kind of odd. Like when I was first starting to watch, I was like, eh. But I, it just wasn't that bad. Like the art style in that new Batman cartoon, I haven't seen it yet because it's so fucking strange. Like, oh I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And, and the reason I don't like it is because it's so simplistic. And even though it's mostly black, it looks too bright to me. Hmm. To be Batman, you oh. know what I mean? Like it looks too um, positive. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> That's not Batman. <laughs> well, he's the Dark Knight. He's supposed right. to be brooding and and right. just sulking in the shadows and that shit. You know. <laughs> so yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Networks on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including in the ring of in the in the ink in the ring <laughs> in the ink podcast, uh, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile Podcast. Like us on Facebook or add us to your circle on Google Plus. You can follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks. You can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas, one word, or you can follow Adam over there at TLG Adam Riley. The Lazy Geeks theme was provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. <laughs>